Another good guest joining us live via the Reed Automotive Group Studio uh, hotline. It is John Dykstra, sports editor, Maryville Forum. He's already had a few a busy few days, high school football on Friday, covering softball in Cameron over the weekend as well. He was covering Bearcats soccer yesterday, and he joins us live this morning. John, good morning. Uh, I know it's a game week for football, but I know you've been running around. You've been uh, busy so far this uh, weekend. We're kind of officially in crazy season, aren't we? Oh, yeah. This first week is always always fun to actually see, uh, turn what the coaches have been talking into into actual results on the field. So, uh, yeah, it's always fun this first weekend of fall sports. Yeah, and uh, MIAA football coming back as, uh, of course, the MIAA opening on Thursday for their first two weeks. And uh, I think you remarked to me at MIAA Media Day in Kansas City about a month ago that looking at those slate of games, I think we're pretty blessed here in northwest Missouri with uh, Fort Hayes State going to Maryville and, of course, central Oklahoma going to be here in St. Joseph to play Missouri Western. I think Northwest and uh, Western, they uh, host probably the two most intriguing games in this league here in week one. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if I made the comment to you or somebody else, but I was uh, really wishing those games were at different times. I would make the trip to St. Joe this week just as a fan to watch uh, Western and and Central Oklahoma because I think those are two of the more more intriguing teams in the league. And uh, yeah, and obviously Northwest and and Fort Hayes every year um, they play close games. Their styles are so similar. Um, it's always always a tight game between those two. So yeah, I think I think we definitely got the two best games in the league um, up here in Northwest Missouri. And you can follow John at his uh, well, he's got a his personal account, John Dykstra, but his content, scores, stories, pictures, and all that at Sports MDF as he'll be at Bearcat Stadium uh, covering Northwest uh, home and away uh, this year. So a good place to go if you want to keep up uh, with uh, Bearcat happenings. Well, we previewed. Missouri Western in uh, in detail in the last hour with Derek Zimmerman Geyer. So let's get to Northwest now. Preseason ranked number three, picked first in the MIAA, kind of just routine uh, for Northwest preseason being picked high. Kind of a young team. Uh, I think uh, Coach Rich Wright commented on that uh, quite a bit at uh, Media Day. Um, what are, to you, just generally, you've been able to watch practice and talk with these guys. I know they had a scrimmage as well not long ago. To you, what are maybe some of the bigger unknowns or maybe the more intriguing storylines as we head into 2022 in Northwest? Well, the, I think the top intriguing storyline and the one everybody up here is talking about, Griffin fans got a firsthand look at it. Uh, last year's the quarterback situation. Um, last year, Braden Wright has a uh, medical issue after the first game, um, has to go in for emergency surgery, um, misses five weeks where he can't do anything, can't lift, can't really move, um, according to him, and uh, loses 20 pounds. So he was out that five weeks and then, like I said, lost 20 pounds after that. So uh, wasn't wasn't himself. Um, and then Mike Owens, he came in, had a, a incredible debut against Central Missouri, um, which a lot of people put up good numbers against Central Missouri last year, but um, was really sharp in that game and then got injured his leg as well. And against Western was was told he couldn't move, basically, and could only be a pocket passer, which he's a mobile guy. So um, seeing him healthy again, he, he got the okay to run against um, 
against Nebraska Kearney uh, towards the end of the season, and Northwest rolled in that game um, against in what ended up being a de facto MIAA championship game. So the quarterback situation is certainly what everybody up here is talking about, at least offensively, um, going into the season. Obviously, they replaced Al McKellar. One of, he was a Harlan Hill finalist, mm-hmm. a, a really good running back. Um, they have they have a stable of guys coming in there. A couple local names too. Jaden Brady out of Savannah is one of the guys who probably won't start, but will factor in there somewhere. And a couple more, a couple more semi-local guys as well. Um, so that's always interesting. And then the receivers they replace their top three wide receivers yeah. as well. So um, a lot of skill guys to replace on offense around those quarterbacks, but. They're fairly confident with Braden going into his if he if he starts his fourth year as a starting quarterback and uh, Mike Hollinsy who just looked really strong last year even even playing injured in a couple of those games um, I think he led or was second in the nation in passing efficiency um, which is a rate stat uh, to better measure him because obviously Braden played quite a bit as well so. Um, that who takes that first snap, how they divide up the snaps is is certainly something to watch as the season gets going. Yeah, Mike Owens, coming into that game at Missouri Western last October and uh, yeah, was uh, firing on all cylinders, especially in that first half with a few uh, scoring drives and staying with those quarterbacks real quick. Uh, I know Braden Wright was at media day and I had a chance to talk to him. He's from Nebraska, like myself. I think he first got on campus in 2018. So uh, he's been there a long time, as we know. And yeah, it's I, I'm with you. If I had to guess, I would think maybe, you know, since it's his last year, he'd get the nod with the home op- with the season opener at home. But it also sounds like, you know, the two quarterback system. I mean, the numbers don't lie. It, it worked pretty well. 30 touchdowns through the air between the two of them and just 13 interceptions. Uh, to go with that so it sounds like Northwest if they have to they're fairly comfortable going forward with that two quarterback system oh yeah they've said that they uh they said that that's what they plan to do and I know know some fans and some some media members are not um so enthused about that I know you just had Devin Albertson on he's he's one of those media members he writes for MI or d2football.com and he's he's doesn't love the two quarterback system, but I think they just want to keep them healthy this year. And if they can divide up some time and that increases the likelihood that they're, they're healthy for those big games later in the season. I think that's what they want to do. Um, if I had to bet, I would say Mike Owens, he gets the first snap um, just by how things have gone. Um, I, he was just so effective last season, even even without that running game. Um, he he's put up the better numbers of uh, the last few years for Northwest. So I would I would say he gets the the first start or the technical start probably. But um, I think they're I think they're happy with both options and they're both see time. It'll just be interesting to see how how that time is developed or is divided and uh and if it ends up being by the time we get to like the western game about midway through the year how uh how if it's still divided or if it's one guy's job at that point 
John Dykstra, sports editor, Maryville Forum, covering Northwest Missouri State and uh, prep sports in uh, Maryville and Nottoway County. Joining us this morning on the hotline as we talk Bearcats and MIAA football. We mentioned some of the skill positions that are gone. Al McKellar, notably top three receivers uh, gone from last year as well. I know Cole Hembro, Jamar Moya, a couple of guys that saw time, got some decent yards last year. They're coming back. Um, so with these two quarterbacks who have lots of experience in your mind, who are going to be maybe some other of those top targets or those big yard gainers uh, that will replace those guys who are gone from last year? Well, at the receiver position, the uh, the headlining guy is Trayvon Alexander, who's a uh, who's from Richmond, so right down the road. I know uh, Maryville High School had had a little history with Richmond the last couple years in the playoffs. So uh, he comes in. He's a uh, he went to Northern Iowa originally as a defensive back and then uh, blew out his knee. Um, so then during COVID, he was rehabbing and ended up deciding he wanted to play receiver. That's the position he loved. Um, so went to transfer and ended up at, uh, at Northwest. Um, so last year, he kind of split time with Amani Donadell at that mm-hmm. other outside receiver spot opposite Caden Davis, and uh, who's now Caden's with the Broncos, um, went to camp with them. So um, that's uh, Trayvon's definitely the leader in that group. A um, couple other guys to watch, Keegan Sturdy, the offensive coordinator's son. Um, he kind of fills in. The Bearcat fans will know the, the Alec Tatum role in the, in the slot there for him. Um, that's where Keegan probably fits in this year. And then uh, Peyton Carter is another guy that they've been impressed with and will probably get a, uh, a chance to start on the other outside spot. Luke Matthews is another guy that played really well in the scrimmage. Um, I think consistency has kind of been the question with him. Um, so he could factor in as well uh, going forward. But like you said, they would turn Cole Hembro at – at tight end, they have a couple guys there, Noah Hahn and uh, and Ryan Dewhurst as well. Dewhurst is another local kid from uh, Rockport, uh, eight-man football kid who uh, who got in a little bit last year and might factor in this tight end two or tight end three. And then, yeah, running backs just got a lot of, a lot of names at it. Uh, Kevin Dominique is a transfer from uh, Louisiana Tech, so D1 transfer. Um, coming in at running backs, Northwest has, has had some success over the years with those transfer running backs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see him. Jamal Moria, you mentioned, play all over the field. Jaden Brady's the same kind of way. Tank Young is a is a speed back as a freshman they got. So uh, it's going to be a, a lot more running back by committee than it was last year. But uh, I think they're pretty excited about some of the names they have there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Al McKellar was certainly the workhorse, the transfer from uh, UIndy and uh, really chewed up a lot of MIAA defenses uh, last year. And you talk about Caden Davis getting signed by the Broncos. Well, someone who's been fun to watch in preseason, a sixth round pick by the New England Patriots, Sam Roberts. As fun as that is, you know, that that does leave a void on the team a little bit. Jackson Barnes, another exciting defender uh, gone from last year. But Brody Buck among the leaders back, Zach Howard. He's a senior, led the team in sacks last year. Howard making that trip to media day as well. Elijah Green, somebody else on the line with some experience. Um, uh, Defensively, again, a lot of youth, some holes to plug here. But who's exciting you on the defensive side for Northwest? 
Yeah, just working our way through it. Uh, that D line, that's that's the position Rich Wright coaches himself. Um, they, you don't just replace a Sam Roberts at a at a D two level. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a special talent for this level. But um, Zach Howard's been an All NIAA guy the last couple of years. Um, he'll he'll be a leader on that D line. Uh, Elijah Green, same way. Um, he's a Maryville kid. He started last year at defensive end. He'll start there again. Um, him and Howard are the two returning starters on that D-line. And then uh, Kobe Claiborne is a kid that they've really been impressed with. He's a shorter guy, kind of liking that Elijah Green mold. Um, Rich Wright joked the other day that they're going to have the two shortest defensive ends in uh, – in college football this year, and he might not be wrong. Both those guys probably sub six foot. So, uh, so yeah, that's the the D line, and they have some local kids that will mix in there too. Drake Kinsella is a Worth County kid. Um, uh, Walker Graves is a Chillicothe kid that will that will factor in. So uh, they've got some they've got some interesting names on that D line. The linebacking core is where where Rich consistently says is a strength. And I would agree, Sam Phillips has started a couple years now. Mm-hmm. He's a, a really good linebacker for him. He's a captain. Uh, Fremont Mills, another eight-man kid. Um, he's from Fremont Mills, Iowa, which is in Tabor. Um, and then Isaac Volstad, who hasn't technically started, but I think was third or fourth on the team in tackles last year. He. He's been that fourth linebacker. It's rotated in. He's, uh, I mean, uh, MIAA fans will remember his brother, Jacob Volstad, is one of the greatest linebackers in Bearcat history. Isaac's a junior now, finally gets that chance to be a full-time starter. So I think they're expecting big things from him. Secondary is a lot of new names. Khalil Smith went from walk-on, and he got a uh, scholarship before week three last year and finished the year as an honorable mention All-American. So uh, he had a, a really good story out of him um, last year to do that. He's he's the only returner in the secondary that started. Uh, Trayvon Peak probably would have started at that other corner last year. Again, injuries. Um, he actually had a heart issue, um, and now, but now he's 100% cleared. Um, had a had a slight procedure, I guess, and uh, now is a hundred percent cleared to go. So they really like that two sophomores at corner that tandem they have there. Um, the safety is the biggest, I guess, question mark. Another sophomore, uh, Josh Turner, probably factors in there, and then it's a kind of a competition for the other spots. Um, Charles Gady is a transfer from Western Carolina would, if I had to bet, would probably be that guy. They've seemed to talk very highly about him. Um, but that that competition's kind of still going on. So uh, it's there's a lot of holes on the defense from just key losses from last year. But if we've learned anything over the years, Northwest tends to figure it out on defense, and uh, they'll be all right on that end. Yeah, that certainly has been uh, their bread and butter uh, throughout the years. Again, someone who's uh, only covered this league about two years, thats uh, you look back at the history books, and yeah, that's uh, spot on. John Dykstra, sports editor, Maryville Forum. Well, looking at week one, again, everyone opening on Thursday, Lincoln at Washburn, Central Missouri at Pittsburgh State, 
Northwest hosting Fort Hays State, 7 o'clock start there in Maryville. Northeastern State at Emporia, Nebraska, Kearney at Missouri Southern, of course, here in St. Joe, UCO, Central Oklahoma, visiting Missouri Western pregame at 6, kickoff at 7 right here on KFEQ and the Griffin Sports Network. You know, uh, John, you and I voted in the MIAA uh, preseason poll, and it seemed like most people were in agreement that, you know, Northwest number one, probably Kearney number two, but then... I got to tell you, three through like nine was tough. I mean, I think, you know, Missouri, you you mentioned it. Missouri Western, I think, is a very intriguing uh, team with so many starters back from last year. I think they could be a high-powered offense. Hayes and Emporia, I mean, they were, what, maybe just a few plays away from being eight-win teams last year. Pittsburgh State just just outside the playoff picture last year. Washburn, a playoff team. Kearney, a playoff team. And then, uh, you know, Central Missouri, they've got a new coach. Uh, They're eager to kind of get back to where they have been on the winning side of things. Uh, uh, the parity in this league, not only do I not think there's quite as much separation from the top on down, but this front half of the league, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see, especially these first five or six weeks, how it shakes out and who ends up on top. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of teams that even if they're talent-wise and what they're returning from last year maybe would normally not be as interesting, they've got a new coach or they brought in a new transfer somehow or something. There's every team seems like it's got uh, something to be intrigued about. And like we mentioned earlier, that that opening game with uh, with Western Central Oklahoma with Adam Doyle coming into mm-hmm. Central Oklahoma, uh, MIAA fans, even anybody who's just followed the league casually knows three national championships for for AD. Um, his history at Northwest, well, they've got a lot of resources down at Central Oklahoma or a lot of uh, at least facilities and and things to recruit to down there. Um, Year one, he's probably working with with a little less talent than than the teams will primarily be competing with, but um, that it feels like that'll just be a matter of time before UCO is a real – real force to be reckoned with in this league and and Griffin fans got a little taste last year of seeing just how just they've got they've got some talent down there in Edmond yeah. um at least and uh they can make some plays. So it'll be interesting to see what what Doral can do with that group and uh and yeah, I would say uh Griffins are getting the game of the week in the MIAA uh to open up the season. Um the the Hayes matchup is interesting too because I think um, most people had them fifth or sixth in the league, kind of right there with Emporia. Um, but like I said, they just always play Northwest tough. It was a eight point game last mm-hmm. year against uh, in Hayes to open the season, um, so they just match up really well. Chris Brown, the coach for uh, for Hayes and Rich Wright, Northwest coach. To, both openly talk about how they're really good friends and they kind of see the game the same way and, and do that. So, uh, that's, that's an interesting matchup, but I think if, uh, if I was just a casual MIAA fan without a horse in the race or a publication paying me to go to a specific (laughs) game, I think I would go down to St. Joe because I think that's a, that's a very interesting game. And, uh, and when you look at Western's schedule to begin the season, it's a game Western really needs to win yep. to uh, 
to kind of set themselves up because that first stretch is brutal for them. <laughs> yeah, I was talking with uh, Derek about that. Uh, after that, uh, after the home opener, you're at Hayes, at Emporia. You know, those two games were decided by a single score last year at Spratt. And then you're home to Washburn. That was a game decided by six points in Topeka. And then at Northwest, and it's the first time since 2018 the Griffins have played at Bearcat Stadium, and Western looking to beat Northwest for the first time in a decade this year. And yeah, that's a that's a tough five game stretch. And uh, you know Hayes and, uh, Hayes is a team that I think was pretty good last year, right? Came within a touchdown of Northwest. We're gonna kind of a shootout with Missouri Western in their home opener last year, so that'll be interesting too. I mean, yeah, it's just it's so crazy. I mean, there could be some really good teams that are one and two or zero oh and two or something like that to uh, start the year. So uh, the uh, margin for error very small uh, here in these uh, opening few weeks for a team like uh, Missouri Western for everybody. I mean, anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. I think on any given day. That is John Dykstra covering Northwest Missouri State football and, of course, prep sports uh, in the Maryville and Nottoway County area. Follow his work at SportsMDF on Twitter. I want to thank John for his time. And uh, if you go to the Maryville Forum uh, sports page online, you uh, have a subscription. You can see all of John's, uh, every team in the MIAA. He did an extensive preview on, uh, so you can go and uh, read those as we get set for MIAA football in just three short days. John, uh, good talking with you as always. Enjoy when our paths cross. Have fun this season, and we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Sounds good, Tommy. Enjoyed it. Thank you.